It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.06 of a Saturday morning. This is the last hour of Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to answer your questions about gardening, about landscaping, about organic pest control, about anything you have on your mind that you think needs to be answered. 404-872-0750 or on Twitter, just hashtag AskWalter. And we had a question a minute ago that Ashley found on Twitter for us. What is it, Ash? It is from Billy from Canton. says, what's the best and or the fastest growing grass to plant right now for a newly graded backyard with about five hours of sun a day? Hmm, right now, middle of summer. And you want something that will hold the ground probably because it might erode and ow, yow, 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 yow. If I say Bermuda... Bermuda is going to take a while to establish, and it's not going to be happy in four or five hours of sunshine, so that's not the right choice. If I say zoysia, he could plant zenith zoysia, which will tolerate that amount of shade, but it's going to take a little while for that zenith to get up and get established. If I say centipede, same deal. There's no seed for St. Augustine. I think my brain comes down to the only choice he has, actually, is fescue. And this is not the right time to plant fescue seed. It's too hot for fescue seed to be really happy germinating. I think it will germinate, and I think the reason it'll germinate is because as he waters, it'll cool the soil off down to the temperature for fescue seed germination. But it's not going to be happy, but it at least sprout and will hold the ground until he has a chance to reseed if he thinks he should, and I think he will decide this probably in September maybe to reseed again. So I'm going to say... One seeding with fescue now, keep it moist, try to keep it healthy as best you can during the summer. And then in the fall, in September, reseed again. Perfect. Thank you. That's what and I that think. way you don't lose as much money if it fails yeah, because really. you're seeding versus you the sod seed. that exactly. may not take. Exactly. Now, if you could afford sod, you could get fescue. Well, no, you wouldn't be able to find fescue sod right now. No, he's back to fescue seed. That's the only answer I can come up with. <laughs> there we go. Bill is in Athens, Georgia, the classic city, who joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm great. How can I help, Bill? Well, uh, we've got a little place east of town in Athens here. We uh, This year, uh, we've got some acreage here. And so this year, instead of buying my wife uh, a Valentine's bouquet, I said I'd plant her a field of flowers. All right. So I planted a uh, half acre of wildflower mix, and then I planted some uh, no-till sunflowers. All right. What I want to do is figure out this coming year, because we're going to do the sunflowers again because she absolutely loves them, uh, how can I stage my plantings so we have bloom longer? That uh, The sunflowers this year were a, a, a Roundup-ready sunflower because we no-tilled right into direct yeah. field. Right. Okay. Uh, what can I do next year to do kind of a similar planting but stage it so that we're uh gonna have she'll have blooms longer than just for a two-week period that finally yeah. only they die and bend over and start seeding out yeah yeah it seems to me that you could do the same as with um corn where you just stage it every two weeks plant another section or another row with uh sunflowers every two weeks that'd be about the right spacing or right timing that i would do 
that's all right. That makes good sense. I thought that through, and then I thought I'd just call and ask you. Yeah, I think every, every couple of weeks would work just fine. It'll be gorgeous for weeks, weeks, and weeks of sunflowers, flowers out there. Yeah, it'll be gorgeous. Nice. Well, we've, na- we've named the farm Sweet Peas um, Heaven Sent Wildflower Farm, and that's <laughs> what I want her to enjoy. Right. So, but okay, and then one more thing: uh, wildflower weed control you know i planted the mix that i bought from a company up north right. and how do you keep johnson uh, am i going to have to spray down everything or burn down everything because i have a bad infestation looks like foxtail millet and yeah, johnson grass. grass and foxtail both are devil's weeds they are well if they the sunflower is roundup ready then you don't have quite as much um worry about spraying Roundup in there, and Roundup is probably the only thing that controls Johnson grass and foxtail, so, I yeah, burn it back with Roundup. That's all you can do. That's what I'll do. Thank you so much. All I right, appreciate man. your help. You've already raised the bar for all of us husbands out here who want to do something nice for our wives. Half an acre of sunflower, that's pretty pretty admirable, Bill. Well, she uh, she deserves every every one of them. Let me tell you, <laughs> great. She deserves every one of them. Great Thank to hear. you so much. All right, Bill. We'll see you soon. See you. We got Mark on the line. Mark's from Kenton, Georgia. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. This is a great show. You guys do a great service for oh, thank us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. What's up? Um, got a similar problem that you alluded to just a little while ago. Uh, up here in Kenton, I live in a neighborhood that has a lot of trees. My yard gets so much shade that the Bermuda that I'm required to put down by my HOA, it's actually in the Covenant, uh, just won't grow up. We lived there about nine years, and the grass was good when it started out, and eventually over the years, it's gotten thinner and thinner and thinner, and I'm sure. debating now, do I want to try to re-sod uh, with Bermuda? I don't think so. I just have so much shade, and it gets maybe three hours of sun a day that uh, I'm thinking about doing the fescue, but I'm not sure... If, if, if doing that is, is the right thing to do as well. So, so you can give me some advice on that. Well, it's not, as I said earlier, it's not the time to plant fescue. And it sounds like, didn't you say the HOA would not allow anything but Bermuda grass? Well, I got a, spe- I got a, 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 a letter saying my lawn didn't look good, so they allowed me, they gave me a special dispensation <laughs> to replant it with fescue because okay. I said I just can't grow the grass. I can't have it both ways. Right. I can't have the tall trees in the shade. And have Bermuda side, it just doesn't work. Sure, that makes perfectly sense biologically. I don't know about the HOA and how much sense it makes to them, but yeah, you, you can't grow Bermuda in shade. Just didn't. That's not what it tolerates. Fescue much better for the shade. Even with five or six hours of sunshine, the fescue will be okay. But if you get less than five, fescues itself going to start thinning out. It's not perfectly shade tolerant. So the time to plant the fescue is in September, I think. And uh, if you prepare the soil, it's going to be a lot happier in the shade than it would be if you didn't do anything to till it or at least aerate it real thoroughly before you put the seed out. And it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a soil test done. you got plenty of time to do that. If you uh, need some directions on soil testing, I have a little web page called georgiasoiltest.com. Just go to the page. It tells you all the details and how to get your soil tested for the pH and how much lime it might need and phosphorus and things like that. So get the soil tested. Plan on renting an aerator sometime in early September. Go underneath the trees and just run that thing back and forth and back and forth all over the place and make it nice and loose soil. Plant your seed. Roll it down with a roller. Start watering by the end of September, it'll be really pretty, and hopefully it'll survive and look real nice for a couple of years. Now, 
would you recommend that we do something? I mean, what do you do with the Bermuda that's there? Do I hire a company to come in and rip it, you know, take that out and take it down to ground level? Or I'm not sure what to do with the Bermuda yeah, that's you know. been, but it's just, it's just there. Part of me says, you know, you'd be pretty well served, I think, to just spray it with Roundup just before you do the initial um, aerating in the fall, when it's still a couple of weeks out before you do the seeding. A couple of weeks before you seed, spray Roundup on that area. That should kill the Bermuda. It shouldn't come back very strongly much at all. In the shade, again, that's not the environment Bermuda likes to grow in. So as long as you um, kill the Bermuda, I think, with Roundup, or at least burn it back pretty severely with Roundup, I don't think it's going to come back and be much of a problem in the fescue that you plant right afterward. Okay, got it. All right, that, that sounds like good advice. And also, um, you're going to send me a calendar that tells me what to do as well, too. So that's, yeah. a, that's very good advice. I think Ashley's going to do that for you. She'll email it to you. So that'll get all taken care of. You have a... A nice lawn and the HOA can figure out what shade and sun and sod and grasses and all that kind of stuff. You'll be you'll be ahead of everybody else. All right. Thank you, Walter. We really appreciate what you do for the community. Yeah, thank Mark. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you a lot. Yes, sir. It's 15. we got time for Braxton. Braxton's out in Madison. Hey, Braxton. Hey, man. Good morning. Hey, Walter. We, we're going to forget this Zoysia and Bermuda and all that business. <laughs> what are you going to do? do a, we're going to do a moss lawn. Awesome. Uh, we got, a, I mean, it's not going to have any problem. It's already mainly there. Yeah. Lots of roots weaving all through it, so you wouldn't want grass anyway. But my issue is I have all manner of weeds, uh, you know, little, dog, I guess, little clover-looking weeds. Yeah, stuff, sure. Uh, peeking through, and we just moved into this house, so, uh, you know, it, things have kind of taken off. But, you know, next year I, I want to put some sort of pre-emergent down on it, but you know, this is moss. This isn't grass. So yeah, I'm sure. just wondering if if you have uh, some suggestions on uh, how to make it look like a nice, smooth yeah. moss lawn. Well, smooth is physical. You know, taking out the humps and filling up the low spots and making it smooth. But as far as weed control, I have had great success with my neighbor Carl's backyard moss lawn where I have sprayed, very lightly sprayed Roundup on the weed patches that he had in his moss. It killed the weeds and didn't seem to hurt the moss at all. So you could conceivably, and I've said Roundup three answers in a row here, and I don't want to say that's the only thing you could use, but in my experience, sure. it's the thing that's worked. And so Roundup, you know, or one of the generic Roundup products, spray that very light, just a little mist was all I used on top of the weeds, had some grasses and some other things in his moss and they died and the moss thrived. Should I cut it or anything with water? Well, dilute it according to whatever the directions say, so you. you know, it depends on the concentration of the Roundup as to how much you dilute it, but don't try to double up or triple up or anything like that, just use the normal lightest setting of the Roundup and if it doesn't kill all the weeds come back and spray again in a couple of weeks. All right, I'll do it. And what did you say to, to smooth it out? Use a shovel, <laughs> a flat-bladed oh. shovel. <laughs> to go in and take out the take out the humps and fill up the low spots. That's all you can do to smooth oh, no. it. Yeah. I thought you were going to say just sprinkle sand and it'll grow over. No, it's not going to grow on sand. It might grow on clay if you had a nice clay bank that you could get some nice red clay and use that to fill the low spots. That might work. Yeah. All right, Walter, thank you. All right, man. We'll see you soon, Braxton. All right. It is 818. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And she said it's cold outside. Quick weather update from Ackerman Security. 94 degrees is looks to be the high for today. 74, right? 75 actually right now. 71 or two overnight. 91 degrees tomorrow. 40% chance of rain today. A 30% chance of rain tomorrow. Any full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Don't forget, for in-depth news coverage, you can pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You'll learn everything that's going on in our state and somewhat in our world as well. Plus, clip and save hundreds in coupons. At 825, Sue is in Dunwoody, and she joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Sue, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hi. Hi. Listen, I would like to use the rain to water in my fertilizer for my zoysia grass. Beautiful. But if I, so if I mow tonight when it's dry, put it down, and if it does not rain on Sunday, but it does on Monday, will I have burned my grass if I wait that long? Nope. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Great. Now, I have a second question if you have time. Turf, let me just explain why my answer was so quick okay, there. Good. Turf Builder is um, obviously the Scotch brand fertilizer, and as a long-lasting encapsulated fertilizer, it does not release nutrients and nitrogen and things that burn grass very rapidly at all. It's watered in. You're right. Rain or irrigation, one or the other, will dissolve the granules very gradually. But it won't all be at one time, and so there's not enough of it released to burn the grass. If you leave it on for a day or two or three, nothing's going to happen. Oh, that's great news. Okay, good. Do you have time for the second one? It depends on how long it is. Go for it. Okay, it's quick. It's quick. Okay, uh, in Dunwoody, we've put in a new little parkway, um, and they planted native oaks. They are now between 10 and 15 feet tall. But recently, they've come along and they've put rocks all around the base of the trunks, and they are touching the trunk. Won't those rocks transfer heat and actually burn the tree, or or is that okay? I don't think they'll transfer heat, but... Are the big rocks, little rocks? How yeah, big is three it? to four inch, uh, you know, good sized rocks, I call them, not pebbles. Yeah. Just as a matter of good horticultural practice, I'd rather they'd be pulled back from the trunk four or five inches or something like that. But heat, I don't think is going to be an issue. Okay. But more to the point, it's hard to get weed control with all those rocks in there. The rocks are, you know, make it hard to get a weed whacker or anything in. Uh-huh. And I just think it's better to have nothing touching the trunk, let the trunk do as it wants to do without the rocks touching. That would be my advice, if asked. Okay. All right, good. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be of service. <laughs> okay, bye. You're, thanks for coming, Sue. You're very welcome. It is 828 at News Talk WSB. Don't forget the Carathon comes up next week, Thursday and Friday. Be sure, be sure, be sure to listen to WSB. Your on-air personalities will be asking you to donate to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. There will be some great interviews with families and um, the doctors and things that are going on at Children's Health Care will just absolutely amaze you. That's next Thursday and Friday, the WSB Carathon. It's 828. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning, 75 degrees outside, a hot one coming up today, of course, hot one tomorrow as well. 
So get your gardening done this morning, trying to get it done before maybe a rainfall a little bit here, 40% chance, 30% chance tomorrow. We might have a little bit of rain in the offing, but it's going to be hot nonetheless. It is Georgia, it is July, and that means it's going to be hot. One of the things that I like to do when it's hot is go into the air-conditioned comfort of several of the Pike nurseries around Atlanta and look at the indoor house plants that they have for sale there. Look over the bird feeding activities accessories and bird seeds they have as well. But then I have to go outside and see some of the beautiful plants that are there in the Pike Nursery that are still for sale and still beautiful and ready to be planted for you. And sometimes I visit with the Pike Nursery Associates and my favorite Pike Nursery Associate every Saturday morning, Miss Mickey Gasaway. Hey, Mickey. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. I went to Pike last week and saw all sorts of things still blooming. Crotons have come in, and so lots of color there, and that'll be something you can put in now, and it'll be colorful from now through frost. That's an awesome plant. Oh, absolutely. So pretty for fall. I love them. Yeah, I'm glad they were then in early because I think a lot more gardeners have decided that that's really a way to get color in a landscape that does not require flowers. You just put crotons Mm -hmm. out there. They look gorgeous. Really, really nice. So, Mickey, our order of business every Saturday is to determine what is going to be on sale at Pike for today and tomorrow, the Pike pick, and what is it going to be this weekend? And today it's hydrangeas. Hydrangeas. And this has just been a wonderful year for hydrangeas. Hasn't it been? Both the blue-pink hydrangeas and the uh, pinnacle hydrangeas. It's been a super year. All the water has really helped a lot. It really has. And for listeners who, when Mickey said the panicle hydrangeas, she's (laughs) referring to the big white blooms that you see right now. Big white, almost conical looking blooms. They are gorgeous. And the panicle hydrangeas, they're on sale 20% off all Pike Nursery locations. That's exactly right. And if you don't want to plant them, we'll come out and plant them for you. (laughs) That's a good thing to know. Yeah. And this heat. It's a good thing. It's hot as it is. We have a pick and plant service. Sure. And uh, we'll come out and do it for you. And they're guaranteed forever. That's right. These are woody plants. Every woody plant the pike sells guaranteed forever and ever and ever. So if they poop out on you in two years, bring it into Pike with your receipt, hopefully, and say, look, I bought this hydrangea. It was on sale. We need another one. And they will replace it for you. But I think the pick pick and plant part is the really great part right now because I don't want to be digging no holes in my garden, Ms. Mickey. No, I don't. That's exactly right. So I hope everybody will take advantage of that because it really is. It works great. One of the things one of the things we always recommend for hydrangeas is it has to be in well drained soil. So tell me what you mean when you say well drained soil. Well, to begin with, you don't want them at the bottom of the hill where there's no place for the water to go. For one thing, okay. it's got, the water's got to have some place to go. If if it's at the bottom, you've got to raise it up a little bit because so, if the water has no place to go, doesn't matter how much soil conditioning you put in it. Yeah. So that would be the one thing. But anywhere else, I'd just add some soil conditioner and something to open up the clay so that the water can get out. So how much soil conditioner do you put in? Do you know, I usually I use as much as half and half. Some I do people too. don't use that much. I do. I usually use half and half, especially if the clay is, um, you know, if you have solid clay, if you haven't planted there before. I think you're exactly right. Half and half soil conditioner with the native hard red clay. Mix it up real thoroughly so you have a nice yes. sort of homogenous and mixture look, there. It's great. If you look at the, the hydrangeas that we've got, you can see uh, soil conditioner is ground pine bark. And uh, if you look in the soil, that's what you'll see. That's what they were 
their soil conditioner in there that they're planted in in pots. So they'll be used to growing in the ground pine bark That's when you right. mix it with your, with your clay, then they go into a place that they're used to sort of growing in that environment, and all of a sudden they start growing in your landscape and they look Just great. Say I'm home. Yeah. I'm home. <laughs> and if you, you need to dig a nice wide hole, it doesn't need to be any deeper than its point, but at least two or three times as wide. Yeah. So the roots can spread out water. and get where they want to be. All right, so any classes going on, Mickey? Don't have anything right now. All right, be we sure. It won't be long. Stay tuned, though, be because sure. I know we'll have the pike classes in the fall to take care of gardening and the landscaping and pruning and things like that. All the pike locations will right. have the classes then. Yeah, if you get, um, you know, if you join the the Plain Dirt Club, um, then you'll um, you'll get the notices of the classes, yeah. as well as the sales and all that that's going on. Play in the Dirt Club is completely free. You just go to your local pike and sign a little piece of paper that says, I want to be in the Play in the Dirt Club, so you have your email. They'll send you the information every time there's something new going on in the local pike. That's right. And don't forget, the, for listeners, how the pike pick works is you have to remind the cashier. Cashiers can't remember everything that's on sale in a, in a lo- nursery. And so you load your cart up with soil conditioner and with hydrangeas. And when you get to the cashier, say, remind them that this is the pike pick of the weekend. All these hydrangeas are 20% off. And thank Mickey and Walter for <laughs> nominating the hydrangeas to be the, uh, the pike pick for the weekend. You got it. All right. So if we wanted to find the local pike location nearest to me or you or anyone else listening, how would we find that? At pikenessie.com. Of course. Mickey, it's great talking to you. See you next Saturday. You have a great day. See you then. Bye-bye. It's 842 on a Saturday morning. Leroy and coming gets his chance. Leroy, hey, good morning. Hey, Walter. Good morning. What can I do for you, friend? Oh, question. Uh, I've heard you talk about them over the years throughout the seasons and, uh, we just moved into a place this past October up here in Cumming, and there's a, a tree right off the covered porch that these bag caterpillars really like. Ooh. Now, now when you say bag caterpillars, describe what you're seeing. It's a, the, the critters that make their web to protect them from the, the wasps and okay. the bees and stuff. They're yeah. little, little inch long, look like a caterpillar up in there. Sure. And, but they make big um, netting covering over the ends of the branches, right? Yeah, and then the leaves inside are dead, and then they leave all their little droppings, and then they go away, and then they don't take that with them. Got it. All right. Um, How can I control them for next year? Can I use a a systemic around the base of the tree, or do I have to spray the tree physically? Man, if you can reach them with a bamboo pole, just take the covering off. I mean, you've already alluded to what control is best in nature, and that is wasps and hornets and, and yellow jackets and things like that who love caterpillar food. And so if mm-hmm. you can just get that netting off of the uh, bag at the end of the branch with a pole and a hook, then you don't have to spray anything. And I'm not sure there is anything that you can really get, un- get them under control with. I think the natural process is probably best. Well, so. I see. I was trying to keep building the nest to start with. And good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the yeah. best thing to do is when they get started, just go ahead and and interrupt their yeah. Exactly. Their protection and let the wasps do what the wasps do. Yeah, you know what they look like, and it'll be, gosh, it'll be June sometimes, early sometimes, to see those bags start. But if you can get it from uh-huh. the early, just fist-sized bags on the end of the tree branch, then start then tearing them out and let the wasps eat them up. All right. That's what I'll do next year when I see them coming. All right. Second, real quick, um, I want you to identify a tree for me that I've been looking at for years, and I don't know what it is. 
it appears to be a dogwood. It really looks like a dogwood, but the the flower and then of course the little berry uh is on the end of like a two inch stem yeah. and at the end of the season, that little ball looks like a little, it looks like a lollipop, a little <laughs> marble-sized yeah. cranberry ball. What is sure. that? It's called a kusa dogwood, an Asian dogwood. Asian dogwood. Asian dogwood. Kusa dogwood is what we commonly call it, I guess. And your your eyes are real sharp. You said, this looks like a dogwood. I can see the leaf. I see the flower. But it's not blooming like the other dogwoods do. And that's right. It blooms in May, usually, when the leaves are on it. But that yeah. little fruit is very distinctive-looking pink, sputnik, kind of berry-looking fruit on the ends of the branch. Yeah, it tells you that is a kusa dogwood. Kusa. How do you spell that? K-O-U-S-A. Kusa. A-O-U. S-A. And there are several good, good, good varieties, too, Leroy, that you can buy at nurseries that probably won't be available until the fall when the trees all come in. But uh-huh. if you look at a nursery and see this Milky Way and constellation, several of the sort of astrological <laughs> names on these pieces, uh, <laughs> they have pink flowers and red and um, yeah, red flowers. There's a big white one. Uh, there's some that have variegated leaves. I mean, it is a really, really good tree, and it grows great in Georgia, and it takes a lot of sun, too. It does not want to be in the shade like the regular yeah, dogwoods might. This one's in direct sun. It's sure. right up on right up at Wolf Mountain Vineyards up in Dahlonega, right at the top of the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, get uh, get some. Plant them. You'll be really pl- proud of having them, and your neighbors will all be amazed. I appreciate your time, Walter, and uh, have a great day. You bet, Leroy. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Comes now, Miss Denise, and has holes. What does she have holes in? Holes yeah, in the car. <laughs> hey, Denise. Denise. Hey, how are you? Hey, sweet pea. What's going on with your collards? I'm calling from Atlanta. Yeah. And what's going on and with the collards there? Yeah. My collards, they are getting, um, um, they have holes in them. Yeah. That I don't understand. Oh, it's easy to understand. If you have collards or cabbage or broccoli, all these plants that are akin to each other are very, very, very the favorite of a worm, of a caterpillar, called the cabbage looper. And the cabbage looper eats the holes in the leaves of the collars of the cabbage and everything else, and it's really easy, easy to control. All you have to do is get one of the... Um, the what is that flying beside you, Denise? Because uh, I'm, I'm... Hold on, because I'm, I'm a... I'm a I'm, I'm driving. I'm uh, sorry. Roll the windows up. Uh, the, the stuff that you buy is called Caterpillar Killer. And if you go to any nursery that knows what they're doing and just walk in the door and say, I need some Caterpillar Killer. It's organic. It, you spray it onto the collar leaves. It's not harmful to humans, birds, or anything else. It only kills caterpillars. But that's what you have is Caterpillar or Cabbage Looper, a caterpillar that eats holes in the collar leaves. Okay. Caterpillar right. killer. It'll kill them dead, and you will have pretty-looking <laughs> collard leaves, and won't have to worry about washing them too much to get the caterpillar poop off of the uh, edge of the leaf either. So, caterpillar killer. Get those collards and make them look pretty. Thanks for calling, Denise. I got to go. It is 848. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend, and the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need.
And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be a hot one today, mid-90s, maybe low-90s, 91, 92, 93. 40% chance of rain, though, so look out for that. Lows overnight in the 70s, 71 or 72. Tomorrow, about 91 or 92 again, and lows again in the high in the high 60s or low 70s. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Sam is in Hiram, Georgia, and he joins us, the last caller of the day on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Sam. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm all right. What's all going right. on? Right quickly, I've got a, uh, a rental house with it has a little bank out in front of the shop, and uh, the little bank has junipers on it, and uh, they're thick and, and doing real good, but they keep sprouting up uh, sweet gums and poplars and all that Arr. stuff in it, and I'm, I'm not out there very often, and I was out there the other day, and it was, it's just a mess. Is there anything I can spray that would permanently kill those, or is that just going to be an ongoing battle? The latter more than the former. Um, okay. There's nothing that'll <laughs> preemptively, for big, big seeded things like oak, sweet gums, and things that have tree-type tendencies, Pre-emergence don't work very well on them at all. And so uh-uh. if it was a grass, if you had a you know, little crabgrass and things like that sprouting up, I might say, yeah, be sure to put a pre-emergent out every year, and you'll get pretty good control that way. But gosh, you got those sweet gum and oak seedlings. They stick up. They just shine out against the thin foliage of the junipers. It's just like a neon light. Yeah. And so uh, about all you can do is if you if you want to paint it with a with a with a foam paint paint brush with some Roundup on it. You can paint the leaves, and that'll kill it pretty well. Somebody was telling me about a, 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 something called a gray zone that kills pretty big bushes and stuff. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, it does great in pastures, but I'm not sure it's labeled for use on junipers. Yeah, yeah, so it might kill them, too. It might kill them, too, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure at all that yeah. I could use gray zone yeah. on junipers. Have you got time for a just one quick one. It was pretty. Well, no, it just Jason just turned the music on. I will talk to you next Saturday, Sam. Okay. That's what we'll have to do. All right. All right. Thank See you then. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Bye. It's been a great Saturday morning because I got to spend it with Ashley Frasca, screened our calls, answered our questions, and did such a great job keeping us just happy and smiling. Ashley Frasca, of course, the traffic reporter during the rest of the week. You can follow her. She has more Twitter followers than I do. Or handle it at Ashley Frasca WSB at Ashley Frasca WSB. Jason Byers brings the music to us this morning, and Jason also does a great job bringing the stuff that we like to hear, and again, making us happy, which is the most important thing on a Saturday morning. If you didn't get your question answered, go to my website WalterReeves.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Follow me on Facebook or Pinterest on Twitter, and maybe you can type a couple words into the search line and find an answer. You don't even need to call me again. Other than that, if you want to call next Saturday morning, we'll see you here for another edition of Lawn and Garden.